space thank you uh good to have you great to be here i always like to ask first timers um before we just watched this movie what has been your experience with horror movies in general do you like them do you dislike them um i grew up in like the the prime era of slasher horror which Mm -hmm. i never liked i was so sensitive to any kind of blood guts gore violence and stuff so I stayed away from horror for the longest time, but I was the biggest Stephen King fan. So kind of, oh, so like, yeah, the Stephen King movies kind of brought me back in. Okay, cool. Very nice. I mean, notoriously, a lot of those Stephen King movies are pretty bad. Children <laughs> <laughs> of the Corn. Yeah. Know, I mean. Thinner. But I'm uh, thinking like childhood. Stand By Me. That one, the obviously. Shiny. You have those standout you know, ones. Yeah. yeah. Shawshank. Yeah. There's yeah. a yeah. there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yes. pet cemetery is more of a comedy as opposed to a horror. <laughs> yeah, that flying little kid was is just so good. Pretty funny, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, well, very cool, very cool. Welcome to the the space. It's we went back to the seventies for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, a return to some of those original slasher movies. Um, and what did we just watch? What did we watch? We watched Alice, Sweet Alice. Or? Or Holy Terror. Yeah. From 1976, directed by Alfred Soule, written by Alfred Soule and Rosemary Ritvo. In 1961, a divorced Catholic couple's life is turned upside down when one of their two adolescent daughters is suspected of her younger sister's brutal murder during her first Holy Communion. And a series of subsequent stabbings. Quite a description. It is. Um, um, it's true. And yeah. oh boy, were they divorced? Yeah, a lot of a lot of tension, a lot of, a lot of tension between the the couple, and a lot of tension between actually a lot of the the characters. There was this priest character too that I I felt like was interested in the wife at points. So the yeah. mom. And oh, yeah. there was also one scene where I felt like he was interested in the father too. I was like, man, everyone wants a piece of father. <laughs> uh, why are they picking on this family so much? Yeah. And this movie just like, I mean, it's about religion for sure. And it spent so much time in church and this family just seemed like everything revolved around mm-hmm. going to church how you're perceived by the people that you go to church with and um, dealing with your sins and dealing with repenting and confessing and growing up in the church. It was heavy, heavy church centric family that we are centered with. Well, like I feel like that's how it's been. And Mm -hmm. I think as of lately, more and more people are not, you know, growing up religious um, so I definitely was 
brought up religious and yeah, all of that was just like, so it was too much mm-hmm. for me. Um, it was a lot. It was a lot. And it yeah. was a lot of, cause I think too, like in the seventies, this was probably a lot of families experience, you know, church being the center point, uh, and like the safe point and they the community, you know, uh, it's all coming from the church and that's how these this family was in this movie and but also it was kind of challenging what the church can do to you and to make you do and make you feel like you can do and using god as an excuse sometimes to do the bad things the sinning especially catholicism where you can commit sin and just keep going to confessions and then you're you're all clean you know, he was like, oh, you, I didn't just murder that person. <laughs> so I would pick apart what you said. Like, it opens with someone, like, doing the rosary or playing. Mm-hmm. And I would pick apart to say that the family is so religiously devoted. I mean, it's more that that's what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you did. You went to church, you know. Um, there's so much about the film like the film that's all this rigid behave- codes of behavior I mean, as someone who grew up in that time, it was like a flashback to what the ex- I was. I was a little Alice, you know. Mm. I was the rebellious kid, and so like y- you know, she's she's like the straw man here for mm. for going against all this this structured life. That yes, it does revolve around the church, but I don't know if the family was as much religiously devout as like the religious themes in the mm-hmm. film overall mm-hmm. you know that's how you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and i think yeah. there's a lot of struggle it seems like with this idea of rebellion you know when you're growing up as a child especially like a teenager you're gonna be naturally rebellious mm-hmm. um and so when you're raised in such a religious centric society how does that make you view yourself or the people around you because yeah. of that context? That you well, have? it also puts social constructs on you, especially gender-based mm-hmm. ones in which, uh, like, the mom, Kay, she was literally, like, telling Alice, like, why are you wandering off? Um, stay put, you know, be a good lady. And then, like, she doesn't know that I'm going to jump ahead a little bit that like she's meant like she's she's going to through through puberty yeah and she doesn't know that and I think it's just because Karen obviously was the favored uh child Mm -hmm. uh and Alice was kind of feeling really left out and was trying to rebel to kind of make a point Mm -hmm. um and oh boy was little fucking Karen so bratty well, it, that opening scene, like after, not the op- the opening scene of the praying, and then there was this little birthday party, and I actually wrote in my notes that the, I almost found that birthday party opening scene with Karen being so bratty and the priest and the mom fussing over her so much, I almost find found that more terrifying than Alice and her bratty behavior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. It was like, <clears throat> why is she the favorite? I kept being like, she's because just the baby. Because she's because so obedient. Mm. She's, she's a good girl. Yeah, she's a good girl. She's a pretty girl. Uh, she's a younger girl. 
So she's still, there's still kind of like this purity, this innocence that they can still kind of like, if they if they do a good job of maintaining like how she is right now, then they'll she'll be a good girl and like she'll she'll be a good wife or some Mm -hmm. asshole especially when her big sister is so difficult yes problematic yeah and like we we've established that everyone viewed karen to be the better sister even the landlord mr alfonso was like why is it that the pretty ones always have to go like, why does God have to take all the pretty ones first? And I'm just like, get out. You're disgusting. Yeah. Just, no. There's a lot of problems with that statement in general, but yes. There's a lot of problems <laughs> with that guy. Yeah, definitely. Blech. The way that they're like hugging and kissing this priest in this first scene, I was like, is this the their actual father? Like, she like hugged him and like, I love you, father. I was like, dang, this priest is getting a lot of love. I don't like it. I don't like it. He's a lot of power. I mean, this priest, Father yeah. Tom, definitely has a lot of power within this community. Again, mm-hmm. you know, he he's in everyone's business. Mm-hmm. He knows everyone's sins. And he has the praise of all of them. And it's kind of creepy to think that, that power that he has. And that's nepotism as well. I mean, that's one of his students, and I don't see, I didn't see him giving a fucking cross to anybody else. On the pure side of it, though, (laughs) right? Like, the innocent side of it. Like, she was a divorced woman in 1961, Mm -hmm. and so she was looking to the, you know, and so the priest takes interest in helping the less fortunate. So Mm -hmm. I kind of took on... When I was, yeah, I'd go between wondering if she and the priest were, the, you know, Kay and the priest were having a thing, or was it simply just of the times the single mom gets some help from the church, the family gets blamed for things because they're single mom, you know, mm-hmm. just I guess so. go, that going through them. Like, kids need a father figure, mm-hmm. so who's going to be a father figure more than the father, the father itself. <laughs> the, father. Uh, the father of everyone. <laughs> well, and also through this movie, Father Tom, he actually never does anything creepy or wrong. Like, he actually no. seems like a like what you're saying, like a genuinely wants to help the less mm-hmm. fortunate mm-hmm. and wants to help people through this. He's concerned about this family. He's concerned about Kay and her daughters and making sure that they're okay and raised right and giving them presents. I mean, he's... And he's doing that for a lot of people, too. Mm-hmm. So he's, like, I think genuinely a good priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're painting priests in this movie in a very which, good light. Which, when I mean, The Exorcist came out around the same time. Yeah. So there were a lot of focus on priests in movies. Yeah. Heroes. They're the heroes <laughs> in these movies. Yeah. They're beating the devil. <laughs> um, and so in this first scene, too, we also meet Mrs... Trendani, Trendani, Trudoni, 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 Mrs. Trudoni, and she's the caretaker of this like priest frat house they have going on right now. <laughs> it's like where all the priests live, and they all come together. Got the old like Archbishop Monsignor, whatever, up top. Yeah, and she's cooking all their meals, cleaning their house. I mean, in this first scene, she's like literally on her knees, like washing the floors in a fancy dress with pantyhose. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, she's 
very devoted to the religion and to the priest. Yeah, but it's so funny. A holy person wouldn't call a child a nasty child. No. I, I don't... I'm not her. I can see uh, Aunt Annie saying that, you know? Mm-hmm. But not someone that's devoted and is actually in the church headquarter yeah. house, whatever it's called. Yeah, around priests all the time. Yeah. Yeah, there's this moment where she's cleaning the floors and we have this first little, like, scare. We think, uh-oh, is cleaning lady going to die? Mm-hmm. And it's Alice scares her with her, like, creepy mask. Mm-hmm. Creepy mask of essentially just another person's face. The mask choice, I think, is interesting in this movie because it's just, like, another person's face that you're putting on. And the killer in this movie is essentially doing that. She, her one face is this very devoted... And lovely church-going caretaker, seemingly giving to the needy, but then she puts on this other face, and it's this vengeful, wrathful uh, churchgoer that is, but it is like rooted in her devotion to the church. Mm -hmm. She thinks that she's doing it for God or for the priest. but it's these different masks, literally these different faces that she's putting on. When the mask goes on, she turns into a different person. What about the mask that everybody has to wear to be accepted by society in this movie? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. You're like, everyone has to be wearing the mask of, I am a uh, perfect Catholic. Yeah. You know? like mm-hmm. That's not true. Aunt Annie hated Alice. Just hated her guts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the mom knew it. She was like, you you hate her. And she's like, no, it was Alice. And it's like, you didn't see her. Yeah. And then she's the one that, like, later on told the detectives that Alice had the veil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, I mean, talk about some family dysfunction there. This, the aunt... Kay's sister, you're right, she hates Alice, and just because she's kind of this rebellious little girl, she automatically suspects the worst of Mm -hmm. her, and uh, suspects her to be the killer, and Mm -hmm. um, because she's not like the other perfect little little girls. girls, um, Unfortunately. Yeah, and that's that's the mask that I felt like was so damaging to Alice and her growth. Yeah, she's rebelling, but at the same time, like, there's other ways to talk to a child as opposed to just being like, do what you're told. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, for me, in a certain sense, there, there was the plot, but then there was just the terrifying reality of how society was back then, where, yeah, if you don't fit in, you know, the only attention you get is negative attention. Mm-hmm. They're always looking at just pointing out what you're doing wrong. You yeah. Know? yeah. Let's get to communion day, though, uh, <laughs> because it's a big it's a big day for everybody. Um, Everybody's oh. very concerned of where where's a certain Alice? person is. Where's Alice? Alice. Where's Alice? Alice? She's she's up to her rebellious ways again. She's late. What the heck? And then we see Karen all in her in her veil and ready to go out and. Be married to God forever. Um, and but then she's candle candlestick attack from behind and it's 
the yellow raincoat and the creepy mask. Mm-hmm. And Alice is nowhere to be found. So that's got to be Alice. Right? Got to make mm-hmm. some assumptions gotta, there. Got to be Alice. And she ends up choking Karen out and drags the body to like a bench mm-hmm. and throws, throws her in the bench and sets her on fire. Sets her on fire. Sets her on fuego. Mm-hmm. On fuego. Yeah. Yikes. Um, Yikes. Yeah. That's intense. That's intense. I, yeah, this is this is a thing that I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see any kind of like violence towards children. Ooh. Uh, well, we're starting this movie off wrong then. I know. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, that's a pretty brutal way to start the movie, and like, yeah, as a, especially like a church go, I, the, I, the image of like fire too, just like burning and hell mm-hmm. and. It's just also rooted in all of their fears too. So, um, pretty terrifying. And, and conveniently, right after we see that, Alice does show up. So we're like, "Where you at, girl? Yeah. Where you been at? I, where were you? Where were you?" But also, um, Angela was told to go and find Alice, mm-hmm. and she doesn't come back either. True, Angela is so, gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is the daughter of? Annie, Annie, and the aunt. Um, so it's, I guess, Alice's cousin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. She leaves the room. She's sent off. This is we have like another suspect now. Of well, could it be Angela? Could it yeah. be Angela? This is also when the father shows up. Dom. Dom. Uh, oh. Dom is back in town, uh, and he's here for the funeral. Aunt and Annie is not happy that he's there. Aunt Annie does not like Dom. She's like, mm-hmm. no. What? It, oh, now he shows up? Well, at least he made it before they put her in the ground. Whatever. But um, Kay is really happy to see him. And she, she basically is like falls into goes, his arms, yeah, essentially. Throws himself, herself. Um, and yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which fair. Your child we don't know how far away Dom lives. It seems like he lives not in the same city anymore. Right. right. But, uh, I mean, what, was that like barely 12 hours later where they're like putting her on the ground? Probably like the next day. Yeah. Three days. Yeah, something Three like days. that. Yeah. Um, okay, he had time if that was that. But he had time. Well, that yeah. Time. He definitely seemed like he lived far away mm-hmm. and they have, this is the first time that they're back together again since their divorce probably mm-hmm. um but she's like literally ecstatic to to see him and just needs another person to confide in i, I mean guess. i would too mm-hmm. i would not i would not be able to be putting up with aunt petunia Ugh, yeah I, well and it's interesting now thinking about like they are divorced which is very much obviously in catholicism you don't get divorced. You don't get divorced. And so how they view him, seem, especially the aunt, seems very much tied with that kind of idea of, oh, you're the divorced man. and Probably like, you left her and a lot of blaming well, like, I mean, and shaming on him. He has another wife. Sure. It but was probably his secretary. That was very common at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. So yeah. it's probably one of those situations, another reason for the church to take care of. I mean, this is all assumptions, mm-hmm. but... It fits. It fits. fits. And he's the one that left, too. He got out of Mm -hmm. the town or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so when he shows up very much, aside from Kay, seems very much not accepted by 
anyone else, really, especially Ant. Um, this is around the time when the ant starts pushing really hard that Alice is the murderer. And the mother never accepts that Alice is the one that actually did it. The mm-hmm. father, he just wants to know the answers, I feel like. He's just the one who's like, I got to go out. I'm not leaving town until we figure out who did this. He doesn't want to believe that it is Alice because, A, like, that's his child. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? That's his child. And then, B, like, he doesn't want uh, K to go through more pain and lose mm-hmm. another potential, like, yeah. child. Uh, so, yeah, he wants to... He doesn't want to believe that it's Alice, but he wants to get down to the truth. Yes, exactly. And that's his whole thing. Yeah, yeah, his main thing. If it, I mean, if it is Alice, then okay, well, we'll deal with shit, that. But the other aspect of it, very prevalent of the times and very visible in this movie, is like if there's family trouble, cover it up. Don't let anybody outside the family mm-hmm. know what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and which they... is so toxic. <laughs> yeah. No. Just sweep it, sweep it under the rug. Mm-hmm. And also even protecting or shielding the children from hearing any of that family business. Because right. they're in the scene when they're talking about like their suspicions, they're like, Angela and Alice, go play or mm-hmm. whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, we have to talk about adult things now. Shielding you from the truth and the reality of the situation that we're in to just, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I was definitely in Alice's um, shoes when um, my mother uh, was getting buried and I didn't know. And people were like, oh, we, we can't tell her. She's eight years old. And it's like, what? But that is like a person that's in your life. Mm-hmm. You can't just like mm-hmm. be like, and this is what happened. Yeah. So sorry. Your dad is no longer here. Mm-hmm. And then she was just like, but he didn't even say bye, you know? So they're, they're protecting her when she's already, like, you know, making her own choices, creating her own person. And, like, you, yes, they're children, but you should tell them the truth. You should just, mm-hmm. you speak to them like a normal human being. Yeah. Um, and if they don't get anything, then, like, talk to them further. But, like... You can't just hide the truth. Right. But they they do. That does way more damage. Yep. Yeah, and they, they do it all the time. They do it all the time. Because her her problem, Alice is um she just wants attention. She wants to be sure that like she's not just you being thrown in the side and then only talk to when they need her to do something. Or blamed when something goes yeah. wrong. I mean, so many times she's like, I just want to be seen, you know, I just want to be seen as just, a good child. I mm-hmm. want you to love me, not accuse me of, I mean, that's not what she said specifically, but but that's but what pe- she's saying. People are saying that to her too. Like there's that scene where she goes to deliver, another creepy scene, but oh. she goes to deliver the rent check to Mr. Oh, Alfonso. Yeah. Me and your aunt are very perceptive people. We know what you did at that church. She is being literally told by every single person around her, her family, this creepy fucking landlord dude, um, that you did, that mm-hmm. you're wrong, that you're bad. And I think that the this movie does a actually a pretty good job of, at least for me, I was like, I, I feel like Alice is doing this. For most of the movie, I'm like, yeah, yeah she's yeah. everyone around her is right. Like, she is this bad seed. Because how they're... 
piecemealing this out is they're they are making us believe that she's doing this. And mm-hmm. I mean this this next scene I was going to talk about, she is downstairs in her like she's got this little like shrine room with her like mm-hmm. treasures in her chest or whatever. It's all this like creepy stuff with the cockroaches and the picture of her dad and the doll and all this kind of stuff. And she's in her coat, her yellow coat, and she has her mask too. And then we cut to someone wearing the yellow coat with a mask coming up the stairs of the apartment building as the aunt is coming down. Duh. We're going to think that's that's Alice. She's a bad seed. You know, we're, they're doing a good job of building our suspicions about her too. Not not until later I started thinking, is it someone else? Because the whole time I was pretty much thinking it's Alice. Yeah. No, no, um, and I think if we go and see it again, now knowing what we do, mm-hmm. there are clear indications when it wasn't her and when it was her. But then I thought that it was just the movie not wanting to have the actual um, child actor do some of the mm-hmm. more gruesome things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, maybe we're just using a stunt double yes. for these scenes. But now I'm like... Oh, okay. Oh, shit. Those were long legs on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> not not, were not old, an accident. Those are old hands for a reason. Yeah. Um, the hands, I to me, the eyes and the hands were still the same. It was like the long legs and mm. the like size of the raincoat to <laughs> the, just like the Fair. ratio Fair. was different. Yeah. Um, this scene, though, I thought was actually pretty good and pretty like gruesome. The ant was like coming down the stairs and the killer stabs her through like the, the banister railings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the aunt the whole time is saying, Alice, don't, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Alice. Yeah. She fully believes that Alice is the one that yeah. is doing it. And she keeps stabbing her. But then, um, the neighbor Alphonse comes out and sees her. And that's when the killer runs off mm-hmm. and the mom finds the aunt. And uh, they take her off to the hospital, and the aunt implicates Alice there, too. Mm-hmm. She tells the detective straight up. She's like, Alice she, did it. She didn't want to talk until her husband arrived. And the mom, Kay, was just like, don't don't you say it. Don't you say it. Uh, you, you're only going to blame Alice because you hate her, and you've always hated her, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And no, she still was like, that was Alice. And then the detective was like, that's all I needed to hear. Perfect. And then ran off. Calls. Family drama, I'm out. <laughs> oh, I'm getting out of here. And the detectives are like, she's crazy. She's, she's we gotta nuts. Send her, we got to send her to the psych ward. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, I think for Alice, if she were to have stayed um, getting looked at by psychiatrists and stuff like that, that would have benefited her. But a lot of those places also, too, um, were abusing people and children. Yeah. So it's like, okay, you're really, you, you're trying to go to a place that's going to help you. And then they might end up making you worse. I think, I agree. I think that Alice definitely needed help um, because of the things that she was going through. I mean, and we're not, we haven't even talked about the fact of that she is the child of a divorce. So right. that effect, uh, I mean, no wonder she's acting out in some sort of way. Yeah. Um, and then also her sister got murdered. Her sister got murdered. Um, and so 
yeah, she definitely needs help to get through what she's going through. But I don't think what we learn through the rest of the movie, I don't think she's at the level of needing to go to a psych ward, you know, being locked away and uh, well, these doctors, you know. Because she's with, if you're, if it's like a psych ward in the 70s, you're also with like crazy killers. They medicated away. I mean, there was yeah. even that comment, you know, well, let's get her prescription, you know, get her drugs together. And we need like, consent. Do we need that? Yeah. yeah. That is true. But, um. Because that's what they do. They just sedate everybody. Yeah. And everyone yeah. just, uh. Drooling. Or give them the shock treatments. Oh, mm. the shock treatments. Yes. Um, but, I mean. Right now, we're not seeing her really being all that uh, mournful, True. you know, or or empathetic. She's in shock. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. She and someone that like that. I mean, how would she process emotions properly if she's always blamed for stuff? or neglected? Yeah, yeah, that is true. And she's, I think, just more more so angry that immediately everyone's blaming her for mm-hmm. the death of her her sister and now the stabbing of her aunt everyone's automatically it's alice it's alice it's alice the whole time no one ever even talks about for the most part other suspects yep so yeah how would you process losing all these people and then also being blamed for it she turns out pretty angry which that seems fair that yeah, seems absolutely. like that makes sense um and now she's being thrown into this ward with a bunch of other people that dangerous people that the rest of your community is telling you you're exactly like, mm-hmm. like this is where you belong and you need to be medicated. Cause so, some, some anger, man in the seventies, I'm pretty sure or sixties, you were also thrown in there. If you were homosexual or you smoke weed, mm-hmm. like you were just getting thrown in there just... If you didn't behave as society if, wanted yeah, you to. Especially if your parents just didn't see you fitting. To I mean, like I said, this movie, is the, one of the most terrifying aspects of it is just its picture of society. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Dom gets a call from Angela and is like, come pick me up at the bridge or something. I ran away because people think I did it. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I'll be right there. And he he goes off to meet her, I think, at that, like, waterfall place. Mm-hmm. And that's when we see the killer's back with the raincoat and the mask. And we're like, oh, shit. Is it Angela? Because it can't possibly be Alice at this point. She's locked yep. up at the yep. ward. Yep. We're like, who the fuck is mm-hmm. that? And then we have this, like, little pursuing scene again. Uh, the killer leads Dom into... Another warehouse. I was like, Jesus, this town has a lot of empty, <laughs> dilapidated warehouses to be wandering into. Um, and he's like going up the stairs. I actually really like that scene of them, him going up the stairs and we're kind of like going around POV style. And you're like, is the killer going to be around this one? Mm-hmm. Going to be around this one? Oh, nope. Yes. And the killer like <laughs> comes down and gets him. Right here. Yeah. Right in the shoulder. Yeah. Right, right here, wasn't it? Right, um, right. It was like. Right here. By the collar. Yeah, bone. kind of like this meat up here. Yeah, because that's a bone right there. Yeah. And. Ow. And then he kind of is like taken aback, but then continues to follow the killer into like the attic or whatever. The Was highest. Or another... Not afraid. Yeah. Not afraid. Yeah, and the killer's like hiding behind a pole, and Dom's like approaching. He's like, 
you don't have to be afraid of me. Yeah. Comes around the corner and smacks him in the head with a rock like five Bam. times. Yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah. She doesn't have to be afraid of you. You should she be was, afraid of her. Yeah, she was never afraid of you. No. She was just kind of you in. Well, and then she wraps him up in some rope. Yep. And opens up these big doors out into the... Like a loft of a barn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was like, yeah, it was like an old factory or something where they were like, where they would hoist up materials and stuff into there or something. And it's like on the fourth story and she's rolling them towards the edge. That and was And then he, he's waking awful. up slowly mm-hmm. and he was like, why are you doing this? Don't do this to me. And then we have the reveal of who is it? <gasps> it's Mrs. Tredoni. Tredoni. Oh my gosh. It wasn't a child at all. It was the caretaker, Alice, and now revealed as the killer, um, the caretaker. They are now seeming very similar mm-hmm. um, because Alice is also dealing with these feelings of jealousy and wanting to be seen and wanting to be taken care of. Just like this caretaker wants to be seen by the father as their devoted um, caretaker and wants to be given that recognition so bad. And these killings come from a place of jealousy and I'll take these people out of the equation so then you can focus back on me. Mm Because it was clear that she had some sort of infatuation. We see the scene where she's lying in her bed later all in white and she's staring at Father Tom's picture and just like doting over him mm-hmm. and her rationalization for all these killings comes from it's for you father it's for you and then god you know that but she also confessed before killing dom that her daughter was killed on her first communion day mm-hmm. yes so like that's what kind of set it all off like mm-hmm. the anim- The anniversary of... Or not an anniversary, but here's this family with a daughter with their first communion day. Yeah, just somehow... Oh, sorry. All of of it's just kind of mixing in her head. Yeah. Kind of repeating that same ritual. Um, And there's a moment, I think it's when she talks about that too, she's like, it became clear to me that children pay for the sins of their parents. parents. and I will be the one to remind them of that or something like that. It's mm-hmm. all, I wrote something down where, what she says. Yeah, um, because mm-hmm. she, she is just trying to hurt Kay. So the way that she can hurt Kay is by killing her family. Family. Yeah. Because like when she was going up to the apartment with Kay and now uh, only Alice live she was going to go kill alice Mm because at first i was like oh man like she's gonna go and murder Kay." and i was like oh yeah she's she might save her for later you know but right now she's gonna murder everybody around her because she keeps uh Kay keeps saying like why me haven't i suffered enough yeah and then the priest is like Oh, and it's like, haven't I done my fair share? And he was like, there's no sharing here. Mm-hmm. This is our pain, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, 
everybody is getting murdered around us. Yeah. So. There's no fair. You just have to suffer through. You have, yeah. must abide. Um, yeah. Yeah. And how they find out that uh, the killer is uh, the caretaker is kind of interesting, too, because she goes back to the apartment to try to kill Mr. Alfonso, which I still don't really understand why. Like, how would she even know him? How would she know him? She's never met him in this movie. Well, she met him the time that she stabbed uh, Annie. Oh, so you think... So she, I think... Yeah, and then Alfonso saw her. Yeah, her whole motives have been to just murder Karen, Alice, and then... uh, And then Kay. Right. But um, Annie got in the way. Yeah. uh, So she needed to get rid of her. And then Alfonso got in the way, so she needed to murder him. Yeah. It's all just like... Uh, not rational thinking, just p- pure obsession. And yeah. she's trying to tie um, up these loose ends so that yeah. can get back to her. It's this it, like Alice comes into his room first and like gives him her like cup of cockroaches while he's sleeping, that just to get a little, best. just get a little yeah. revenge on, on him. And then she leaves right as uh, the caretaker is coming in, dressed in her kill uniform. And then, honestly, what kind of saves him is the fact of he wakes up because of the cockroaches that Alice left and, like, tries to run out of the room and freaks out and takes her mask off. And he sees, oh, shit, it's it's the caretaker. It's not Alice. But then she stabs him twice mm-hmm. in his very large, very large belly. Um, but then his screams get the detective to come in and it sees the caretaker run out the side. And so, uh oh, what's she gonna do? She's got to go to church. The caretaker comes in, and she just is in her coat, and she sits in the back, and is just waiting for her, her communion, her waiting for the communion wafer to get forgiven. And everyone, we got the cops like setting up a sting outside. The, the priest goes out. He's like, "Don't worry, I'll get her alone. She'll listen to me. Don't worry. She can't do anything she won't, to me. She won't do anything to me." So he already knows that she that he, she's devoted to him. Mm-hmm. She is in love. Yes. It's this like blind... He believes it's just faith. like his blind faith that she has for him and for the church. She's not going to do anything. I, I got her. And so they all are lined up waiting for their Outside. communion wafer. And well, she comes and sits right next to Kay and Alice. So then it's Kay that re- receives her communion, her little little daily bread and then Alice doesn't get one because she hasn't completed communion so even though Mm -hmm. she wants to be forgiven for her original sin um, she can't because she hasn't completed the steps that she needs to in order to get fully forgiven I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Well, and even that's a theme. Like she, they, she won't get the forgiveness mm-hmm. she needs throughout the whole. Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't think of that. Because then, because yeah, then we get to her, uh-huh. Miss yeah. Tortellini. Miss Tortellini. And, um, and then she doesn't get it, and then yeah. the father's like, "We're gonna go out. You're gonna come and, quietly, and um, they're gonna take you away. Um, please, please come with me." And she almost looks like. Okay, Father, you got it. Ah! Right in the neck gets Father Tom. Woo! 
actually did not see that coming. I well, was like, I kind, kind of surprised. I, I might, was too. I was like, well, if no one can have you, if she can't have you, no one else can. Yep. The cops come in and they they get Mrs. Tortellini. Uh, and then Alice, <laughs> Alice is just kind of left. She took the, the murder weapon and... The she, murder bag. The murder bag. And it's kind of like left to be... Like, she's going to pick it up, almost. Like, she's going to be a killer now. Well, I mean, yeah, because she lost her sibling at her first confirmation. All this trauma when she was about the same age. Or well, not the same age, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, what we've been talking about this whole time is this, like, self-fulfilling prophecy of, like, everyone else around her this entire time has been telling her and blaming her for these killings. She's never been... In these two moments where she almost is given her communion wafer, it's denied from her. And so it's just like this self-fulfilling prophecy of, yeah, it makes sense that you would be the killer. You weren't the killer this whole time when we thought you were in this movie. But because of that, you will probably now become a killer. Mm -hmm. Alice, sweet Alice. Alice, sweet Alice. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Just oh. at her moment of redemption, she yeah. picks, She chooses to pick up the knife, and it's her exoneration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a certain sense. It could have been her savior, but no wafer picks up the knife instead. She's like, all right, I'll be a murderer. Fuck it, I'm evil. <laughs> you won't forgive me? Well, then fuck you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then everybody around me is dead that I love. Yeah. Except mom. But well, mom's yeah. devoted. All right, Alice Sweet Alice from 1976. Yeah. Wow. What All a right. interesting, interesting what a movie. Ride. Terrifyingly uh, interesting. Terrifyingly real. Uh, all right, well, let's get to some Smash Pumpkin ratings. Woo! Uh, so it's out of five Smash Pumpkins. Mm. Karen, let's let's start with you. What do you think? I I really liked it for the the story. I think that they did a great job with telling the story. I thought the the camera shots and angles, like in the beginning when um, the first time, and I meant to bring this up a while ago, when 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 Tortellini's scrubbing <laughs> the bathroom floor and yeah. Alice walks in in that getup, you know. Um, I thought that's when she had the idea of how to dress up as a killer and pin Alice. Mm-hmm. Um, so just oh. yeah yeah um so in in the way they set up so many things wow. it was incredible like, yeah like as someone who grew who was a contemporary like even though it was set in 61 it really felt like it was the middle of the 70s yes when they made it so i don't know if they did a great job but it because i grew up in the middle of the 70s i felt like i was transported back in time and i'm like what was more scary the story or the society everybody lived in did mm-hmm. were they intending that like the way i saw it mm-hmm. if they were it deserves a 5 mm-hmm. if if not just considering some of the weird detectives and stuff like that i'd go down to like 4.7 4.7 nice. wow very nice very wow cool. i didn't even think about that that's that's incredible that adds so much to there were so many little things like yeah that. um i also want to praise a lot of the kind of shots they were so beautiful they told so much 
Uh, the one scene that I really liked, and I think it's because I like when things are shot and there's negative space, um, and it's used so artistically delicious. Um, and it's when Tom, Dom, the dad, is entering the room. He's looking for Alice because uh, the stabbing of the aunt just happened. And um, he comes into the room. I'm assuming he's, like, down in the basement. And there's a white sheet just, like, mm -hmm. in the middle of the room and just kind of, like, swaying a little bit, making you kind of tense and ready to be shown, like... Someone's behind there. Yeah, you know, like, I was ready for him to get attacked as well. Because at this moment, we think it's Alice. Um, and then nothing happens. But it was just adding those little bit of tensions without having it right in your face, kind of being it told. I, I like when they do that more artistically and visually. Um, and I think this, this movie did a lot of that. Um, it's kind of showing you without telling you. And I thought the script was also really great. Um, I liked the, the plot twist. Um, I didn't see it coming because they didn't let you, <laughs> yep. which I, I liked. It wasn't too far left. Um, so I'm also going to say like a five, a 4.5. 4.5. Yeah. Very nice. I Very liked cool. it. I hate the themes of rape and pedophilia. Yeah. But then again, you do have to tell a story with these kind of things. We don't need to anymore. We can do it in other ways yeah um but i mean that's how life was before yeah so. and i think specifically too in this movie using that is kind of like how we use children you know how you know how do these characters at that time use children as scapegoats and um using them yeah. as uh and raising them into you know, good Catholics and all that kind of stuff. I mean, how do we use children? That, that's uh, that you. You could still we say the our same sins thing. onto them. Yeah. No, yep. Exactly. How are you gonna tell a little child that once they're born, you got all of the sins that every adult has ever? Yep. They, you know, shame and that blame. That child is here on its own by itself. Poor kid. Poor kid. And yeah. No, you're not right. Not by itself, but what I meant to say is. It's it's brand new to the world. Give him some, some slack. Give, give some the slack. baby some slack. I also am going to praise the uh, movie for its cinematography for sure. I, there were so many so many cool shots. They definitely know how to make a movie um, and shoot it well. And the colors were I thought the really colors. really nice as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of use of white, um, yeah. which sometimes can feel like very medical and very like blinding. But they used it I thought really really well. For this like idea of purity mixing with this like idea of murder and you know when you saw the reds they were really red um think of her bedroom when she's laying there in the white and her her curtains and her whole decor is sort of white with this tinge of red through it like mm. spreading blood now that yeah. you mention it yeah yeah it's all white but there's something in there something evil again a mask that she wears mm -hmm. um and yeah, so the production design was great. The cinematography, I thought, was was great, too. Um, script, I think the main issue with the script was this cop side story. Oh, they yeah. were very much thrown in there um, and not 
really even needed until the very last scene where they just arrested her. So that was a little bit like every time we were with the cops, I was like, let's just get through this scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and the acting was definitely very overdramatic as well at points, very <laughs> loud, um, but never really took me out of it. It was just more kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really did enjoy it. I thought the twist was, was actually really, really great. And then they rounded it out by actually making it not just someone we didn't expect, but give them a reason to be doing these things that we can be like, okay, that actually makes sense in their crazy mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am going to give this movie a four. A five. Four. four to five. Yes. Four to five. Very, very fun. Nice. I really had no idea what to expect from this movie because I had never seen it before. Me neither. So. No, I. it was either going to be good or really bad. Now we know. Yeah, now mm-hmm. we know. Now this we know. is fine. Cool. Well, the uh, last thing we have to do is pick our movie for next week. Oh, yeah. Um, always forget that. I always forget that. I always forget and that. And Karen, you have the honors of mm. picking it. Um, yeah. Whatever you're feeling. What um, we like doing is for you to read the log line first. Okay. Um, and then we try to guess. We'll try to guess what, what it the is movie first. is. Okay. Oh my God! This is such tiny print. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, give me a second here. No, you're good. Okay, a, wi- a widow begins to uncover her recently deceased husband's disturbing secrets. Ooh, that's short. I think I know. Yeah? I think. What is it? I think it's The Night House. Yeah. yeah. The Night House. That yeah. came out, I think, 2021. 2020? 2020. Yep. Recent. Oh, Recent. I don't Very think cool. I know this one. I was just talking to someone else about this movie, and they were like, you got to see it. I've never seen it before. The Night House. But um, here we go. Sweet. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, awesome. thank you so much, Karen, for being on the show. This thank was, you. This is a delight. Um, do, do you want to do some Hail Mary before we get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> Forgive us. Forgive us. Devil horns. <laughs> Whatever she says in the the beginning. Um, uh, we we plug ourselves in. If you want to plug yourself, if not, we can. On Instagram, I'm mom, Mama Pedal, like Mama with M A M A P E D is in dog A L. Cool. Um, really cool stuff. Just goofing around. Lots of flowers. Lots of bike riding adventures. Love and I that. make stickers. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, great stickers. Need our stickers. <laughs> Our little stickers yeah. and also S3E4. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, you can find me on Instagram at Color Me Leslie. And me at BP Pritchy T. And also check us out at the Deadlights Pod. Yeah. That's us. Uh, also check out Playground Social, which is the studio that we are recording this at. But until next time, let's, let's get, get spooky. Sp- oh. oh, wow. Uh, let's get spooky. spooky. Ooh. 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 Ooh.